and gentlemen, the show will start in five, four, three, two, one. I see you patiently waiting on something you won't forget. Zen Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential. In this podcast, we help you redefine your self-image, express your values through your actions, and tap into the freedom of doing what works for you and you alone. So if that's your jam, cop a squat, grab a snack, and rest your back, because we needs to talk, Jack. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Let's go. Episode 161, Daddy Issues. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Thursday, y'all. Happy, happy Thursday, y'all. And welcome to episode 161, Daddy Issues. Today we're going to be talking about daddy issues because I just feel like we don't discuss daddy issues enough, you know, in my circle, in my life with the people that I know. We don't always spend a whole lot of time discussing daddy issues. It's something that feels taboo. It's something that you can inherently feel their shame around, you know, guilt or whatever. And, you know, I just want to bust that open and just really start to have the conversation. So, yeah. (laughs) If you're new to the podcast, what's up? Salutations and thank you kindly for being here. I'm really glad that you're here. And I really do hope that you get something out of this episode and something out of this podcast. I hope you find something for you. If you're coming back for another episode, what's up? What's up, cuz? What's up? What's going on? You know, we almost in the weekend. You know, we halfway through August. Fall is around the corner. What are you going to do about it? You know, what are you going to do? It's <sighs> nothing really you can do. But the summer has been nice. It's been peaceful, and there's been a lot of good going on and a lot of great on the way. Anyway, in the first segment, y'all, we're going to be talking about the origin of issues. In the second segment, we're going to talk about accepting what is. In the third segment, we're going to talk about conflict resolution. As always, my intention for this podcast is to help somebody, to help somebody with my mistakes, to help somebody with my shortcomings, to help somebody with my victories, to help somebody with my knowledge, to help somebody with my thoughts, with my ideas, with my stories, to ultimately help somebody, to hopefully help you navigate your way, you know, to find the the newest idea or the idea that will help you become the person you want to be. And that's what it is for me. So let's jump into this episode right now. Jillian Flynn said, My dad had limitations. That's what my good-hearted mom always told us. He had limitations, but he did do harm. I remember being a little kid, all the way from being a little kid, maybe as young as about maybe eight or nine, all the way up until actually being an adult. Like, I mean, the last conversation I must have had with my mom was, you know, about, you know, this kind of thing. I had to be like about maybe 25 or 26, and I was just talking about like, how dad this and how dad that. And it's like, 
Well, when do you think he's going to learn how to do that? Or why does he do that that way? Or why does he have to be like that? And you know, it was always that, that's just how your daddy is, baby. That's just who he is. And, you know, he get better. Hear this and hear that. And, you know, you really got to get to a place within yourself where you have to make a decision about what's happening with you and what it is that you need. Pretty often, people with daddy issues suffer from daddy issues because as children, they probably didn't get the love and support, you know, and, you know, emotional care that they needed from their dad. And because of that, they more than likely grew up with all types of issues. And, you know, you tend to explore them or find them out when you are in relationship. And those relationships, those issues can you know, be ranged from anywhere between trust issues, self-esteem, self-worth, you know, lack of direction, you know, attachment, detachment. It can really go a number of different ways. You can either have daddy issues from your dad just not being around, you probably never knew who he was, or maybe your dad was actually like me, your dad was actually in your house and, you know, physically present, but emotionally, he wasn't, you know, you just had a poor relationship with him, even though he was there, you know, and for a long time, I, it took me time, it took me to get to college to realize other people have these kind of issues, you know, where you can actually have a, a dad in the house and sometimes you still just don't get along or it still seems like he's not there. Because I must say, if I'm being honest, that, you know, most of the time he drove on the road. So a lot of times he wasn't there. He was taking care of his family. You know what I mean? But a lot of times when he was there, it still didn't always feel like he was there. You know what I mean? I looked up and noticed there was times where I just, we, I didn't, we didn't talk anymore. I didn't tell him things. I had to find out through my mom and all types of different things like that. The sad thing about daddy issues is that, you know, women are, you know, usually stigmatized for having daddy issues because maybe, you know, or, you know, because they're either being slut-shamed or, you know, people judging them for whatever reason. And because of that, they're accused of having daddy issues. Maybe your daddy wasn't around to set you straight or, you know, to raise you right or whatever the issue is. But I want to let y'all know that everybody can have daddy issues. Honestly, I think everyone has them. It's just on a scale of one to 10. Some people have more extreme daddy issues than others. But everyone has daddy issues. You know, if you've ever disagreed with your dad, ever got into a fight with your dad, ever had a major argument or situation, You've had daddy issues before, you know, and it's something that's still with you. You're probably just one argument or disagreement away. With a little research, I found out that daddy issues can really definitely originate from, you know, uh, ongoing need or lack of understanding, support, love, approval, validation, acceptance, you know, and I know this was very much so true for me. I grew up with a father who had, you know, military roots, you know, very disciplined, very stern, you know, very old school, old school style of parenting, you know, very uh, fixed ways of thinking and doing things. And, you know, a lot of times it could be suffocating. It was very suffocating growing up in wanting to do things, wanting to express interest in things because you never know where something may be looked at as too this or to that or boys don't do this or boys don't do that and it was just very very fucking suffocating and you know it just as a kid that's trying to navigate the world and explore who you are it puts lots of limitations on who it is you're supposed to be and i think everybody has experienced that one way or another most of us have 
And when you just don't feel like you're getting that understanding or that love or that support, it can, you can definitely grow up missing those things longer for them. And they can grow into daddy issues, things that can definitely manifest in your adulthood and block you. Unless a father accepts his faults, he will most certainly doubt his virtues. Like most, um, like most children, I learned very quickly and I was a sponge. I picked up everything. And as a kid, I was always very careful and aware of the different lessons that my parents would teach me. And in the lessons that my parents would teach me, I would be quick to apply them to my life. And in me applying them to my life, I'm automatically holding everybody else accountable, especially if you told me this is how life works. I used to, you know, clash with my parents a lot because they would teach me how to do things a certain way, that life works this way. And then they would come back later and act in, uh, act in congruent with what they told me, how life works. And I would challenge them and let them know, you told me that you're supposed to do this and this is supposed to be like that. And it's like, no, that's for kids. And it's like, no, that don't work for me. Because when you go against what you're teaching me, it makes me feel like you're teaching me things that you yourself don't use and you yourself don't value. And it can create a rift. You don't always understand, you know, what that does to you. Now I must say that, you know, I've said, like I've said in previous episodes, one of the biggest, the best things that ever happened to me with my father is my father has always been a very, very intelligent man. You know, he probably didn't always go the furthest in school or whatever like that, but he's always been one who understood the power of thinking and understood the power of a working brain. He's always, you know, he has always been about instilling that in us and making sure that we are thinking people who don't just think, you think exceedingly and exceptionally well. And I think, you know, despite how different we all are, my siblings, we are all thinking people, thinking men and women. Daddy issues can definitely bring about a bit of shame. You know, sometimes when you think about, or when you see people with their dads, you know, I've seen my friends with their dads, and I've seen my friends go to boxing games with their dads, go to football games with their dads. And just in a place where in your adult life, you can be friends with your dad. You know, you can be, Y'all can be cool. Y'all don't got to be peers, but y'all can be cool. You know what I mean? Like, I always thought as a kid that our relationship had to be very specific and that as we became grown, that we'd be able to do things, like, you know, do, do things differently. But my dad has always been a lot more closed off, you know, even since I was a kid. You know, he just always been very closed off, don't express his feelings, not quick to express how he feels. He's shut down, stonewall, whatever the phrase is. And I will say that as a kid, I've, all, I've always felt like sorry for him because even though for the most part, he always kind of rubbed me as a quiet person until it was time, until you asked a stupid question or something and he'd lecture you, you know, to pieces. You know, I've always felt kind of sorry for him. You know, I never really knew a lot about how he grew up, but however he grew up, it always put me in the mindset that, you know, whoever he was, he couldn't probably couldn't always be loved for being who he was because, you know, part of his parenting, he didn't allow his children to always be who they wanted to be, you know, or explore and figure that out, you know, had them have very clear marching orders. I used to resent him for that for a long time because I just never understood why you just couldn't let me do my own thing. 
You know, I always resented myself for needing his approval and needing his love as badly as I did. You know, like I still have those parts of me that still do. So I still, I say do, you know, but not at all as bad as I used to. You know, I used to betray myself in so many different ways. I used to make fools of myself in so many different ways and thinking that if I did this, if I did this, if I got this kind of job, if I, you know, did this kind of thing, you know, got this kind of honor, you know, it would maybe amount somewhere where I, I would be worth approving. You know, he told me a few times throughout my life, I think, that he was proud of me. I just could never feel it. And there was another one of those things, too, where you can say something, but it's hard to believe when you don't see it. It's hard to believe when you don't feel it. You know, it's just one of those things you have to trust. And I say this to say that whatever your relationship is with your dad, especially if it's on the house, especially if it's not positive or it's not a good one, you know, think a lot about what it is that you need. So many of us get so stuck and held back emotionally, spiritually, and even physically because we're sitting around wanting our dads to be something they are not. You may never have the warm dad that hugs you and give you kisses on the cheek or, you know, just, you know, those, those hugs that just let you know he adores you. You know what I mean? Growing up as a kid and even as an adult, always wanted the kind of thing with my dad where I can feel in that hug that he adores me. You know what I mean? He loves me. You know, it was always one of those just blank kind of hug, just feel empty, you know? So, you know, these days it's just really no hug. It's just keep it simple. But I say, like I was saying, get in a place of understanding that whatever it is you're getting from your dad, that may be all he has to show you. And try not to hold him in contempt for who you want him to be. He's doing the best he can, and you need to set yourself free and let go. It may sound easy, but let go. Sigmund Freud said, I cannot think of any need in childhood as strong as the need for a father's protection. Another major thing that is definitely missing in many families these days is that protection, that emotional protection, you know, not the physical protection. I mean, physical protection is important too, but that emotional protection, that protection that as your child, as your family member, you know, I am safe with you emotionally. You know what I mean? I remember being a very young kid, about seven years old, and kind of figuring out that I'm not safe. It's not safe for me to be sad. It's not safe for me to feel things. It's not safe for me to vocalize my thoughts, my feelings, when I feel hurt or when I feel like I'm being judged or criticized. I know it's not safe for me to be depressed. It's not safe for me to have an issue with how you're treating me or how you're talking to me. It's not safe for me to have an issue with you discriminating against me or whatever the issue is. It's just not safe. And I, that thing came back and forth consistently. It's not safe. And, you know, it made me depressed for a long time because it always made me dream about living in a world where I could be safe and I could be safe to express myself. I think a lot of the reason I'm so vocal and vulnerable and open as an adult is because throughout a lot of my childhood, 
I didn't feel safe enough to express myself freely and share how I really think and feel about things. I've always been outspoken, but in terms of sharing my vulnerable and raw feelings and emotion, not so much because when you're growing up around wolves, you can come off sensitive. You can't be sensitive in a place where people, you know, uh, feed off emotion, where people feel like you may become a victim. You know, people may heckle you or people may judge you for being a victim and, you know, conveying how you feel or expressing that something hurts your feelings where there may be a lack of empathy. Another thing that always bonded me to my dad is that we have the same exact birthday. You know, we have the same exact birthday. And I always thought that made us special. That would probably make me a little different from everybody else. And I learned as a kid, it didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, relatives would call our house and, you know, like my grandma would call our house and tell him happy birthday and wouldn't tell me. You know, and or maybe have to be reminded that it was my birthday too, or whatever. But you know, just it things just it didn't it didn't. I thought it would make me special. You know, we both also have the same connection to music. My dad is a bomb ass, cold ass guitar bass guitar player. You know what I mean? And we've always connected on music and stuff since I was a little kid. But music has always been something that's so very special and personal to me, and I wasn't always sure that I can trust him with that passion of mine because I, I didn't want him to degrade it. I didn't want him to defile it. I didn't want him to judge it and criticize it. I didn't want him to say this ain't, you know, this needs to be more manly or this needs to be more this or, you know, just kind of muck all over. So I kept a lot of it to myself, you know, in, in my adulthood, we've had conversations about, I wish you would have said something about me or I know you've been writing songs since you was a little kid and stuff and I wish you would have mentioned it. And it's like, you didn't create the space for me to mention it. You didn't create the environment for me to mention it, for that to be okay for me to mention it. My heart weeps for a lot of children being born these days because a lot of these children are being born to fathers who have no idea what the hell they're doing. They're being born to fathers who are heavily addicted to drugs and alcohol. They're addicted to fathers who think crying is a weakness. Fathers who think that showing emotion, that being vulnerable, that showing empathy is a punk ass move. They're being born to fathers who think that hard work can only exist if your hands are calloused and tough. You know, they only exist to fathers who don't want you to, to exceed their station in life. You know, do well enough to have your own, be cool, but don't surpass me, you know? They're being born to fathers who are getting younger and younger and normalizing smoking weed, normalizing, you know, letting their kids taste alcohol and liquor very young. Just all types of things and we're just continuing to drop the bar. You know, our children aren't being nourished as much anymore. Our children aren't being as educated and valued as much. They're being, they're called, they're being inconvenienced. Children are being had just so they can be filed on taxes or just so you can get a link card. Like it's all types of just demeaning stuff. We resolve daddy issues by confronting our problems, by getting therapy. We heal by finding healthier ways to cope and build relationships. We heal by finding healthier ways to express our disappointment, to express our pain and our suffering. We heal by saying something, saying something out loud. We heal by not keeping quiet. Thank mm -hmm. you.
What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to the air segment where we get serious, we get real, we get transparent. Excuse my tone, I'm just, you know, talking about daddy issues, talking about fathers and all that stuff. Always get me mixed up, but yeah, we come in as here in the air segment, we just get honest, we get open, we get vulnerable, we get empathetic, we get rough, we get tough, we get, a, you know, a bunch of different things, but that's because we want you to hear it with your heart and not with your mind. I mean, hear it with your mind, but we want you to hear it with your heart. So let's jump in. The first letter is E. Embrace. Embrace that everyone has daddy issues, not just women. So while you're sitting around here, you know, maybe teasing other people for having daddy issues, whatever like that, you may have them too. It's probably why you drink so much. It's probably why you smoke so much. It's probably why you abuse women. It's probably why you curse women out, why you verbally abuse women. It's probably why you can't get close to nobody. It's probably why you depend so much on sex and why sex makes you feel powerful or attractive or is connected to your self-esteem. All of the things. Embrace that it's real. Embrace that it's been holding you back. Embrace that the thing, the issue will always be there and it's not something you can just move on in life without addressing. It's something that you're going to have to work through. You're not going to be able to go around. Accept it. Honor it. Get with it. Moving on. The next letters are recognize. Recognize the reality. You know right now whether you have a great relationship with your dad. Why is your relationship with your dad great? Why is it weak? Why is it not what you want it to be? Is your relationship great because you're a yes person and you do whatever they want you to do? You know, you bow to every will and I mean to every will and whim, to everything he asks of you. Do you get to have your are you in relationship with your father in a way where you get to have a voice, where you get to be your exact self and you know uh, doing what you love makes him happy? Being yourself makes him happy, where he cares about your freedom, he cares about your authenticity. You know, are you in a relationship where you don't have to be anything other than yourself to earn his love, to be loved by him? Things to think about, or are you in a relationship with your dad where you have to be this way, or you need to talk this way, or dress this way, or walk this way, or be with this kind of woman, or this kind of man, or this kind of person, where you need to you know, start dressing right or start talking right or you need to come to church to get love or you need to drive this kind of car to be loved or you need to live on this side of town to be loved or, you know, you have to present well, you have to, you know, appearances and just the whole thing, just a bunch of conditional stuff. Think about what it is that you're working with and ask yourself what it is that you need to know. You know the answer already. Maybe it's time to get to a place where you stop caring. You have to figure out what's going to happen if you take that off your plate. You take all that extra stuff off your plate, you may have going to be more balanced and centered. Moving on. The next letter is A, accept. Accept that you will have to develop new ways of coping, you know, to grow and learn and process and move on. Accept that your dad may not be the person you want him to be. And you may have to make the most of maybe his 30 or 40% that he has as opposed to the 80 to, uh, 80 to 100% that you require. He may only have 20 to 30%. He may have less than that. You have to make a decision if that's something you're willing to work with 
that's something you're willing to settle for. You have to understand, you know, make a decision about what it is you're going to do. You know, I had to make a decision for myself that, you know, all the things that I want in a dad is irrelevant because I have the dad that I'm supposed to have already. And I probably might feel like he's, you know, half of the different things that I want, but I have to make a decision to either accept it, embrace it, and make the most of it, or back up and do something else. At this point in time, I've made a decision to back up and do something else because I couldn't appreciate all that he is and all that he is and all that he is, all, and, you know, the person that he is because I've been in constant contact with backing up. I find myself thinking about him daily, all the time. I find myself missing him. I ain't had a chance to miss him in I don't know how long. You know, I find myself thinking about all the different lessons and things he has taught me over the years. Like I've had time in my absence with him to really think about him and think about what he means to me. And I think that has been powerful. Sometimes you have to step away from the situation, step away from the relationship, step away from your father and figure out what it is that's best for you. Because if you're somebody that wants kids, if you don't get that stuff resolved, especially if you're male, you are going to take that into the next generation. You know what I mean? Like I spent a lot of time as a kid, a lot of time feeling like my dad didn't want to be my dad. And I know that was a lot of, you know, the insecurity that I had and just not feeling good enough and all the different things I had going on. But I spent a lot of time as a kid, you know, even as a teenager too. And even sometimes as an adult, just feeling like my dad didn't want to be my father. You know what I mean? Maybe it was something he was pushed into. You know, but at the same time, I can't negate all the work and all the effort he put into taking care of his family and everything that he put into making us who we are today. I can't overlook his sacrifice. I can't overlook his contribution. I can't overlook his love, even if the love showed up in ways I can rarely recognize at times. He gave me what I needed. I can always see, I can't always see it or understand it, but I do know ultimately it's what I got. And because it's what I got, I know it's what I needed. Life these days is about learning to make peace with that. I suggest you do the same. So there you have it. Embrace, recognize, and accept. In the next episode, we're going to talk about Daddy Issues Part 2. And we're just going to pick it up and explore a few other different things, like signs that you may have Daddy Issues and a couple other things. So you don't want to miss that. If you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts and please leave a comment and or rating and let me know what you think about this episode. What do you think about the content? I also want to thank y'all for supporting the Medizine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Before we go, all things are possible. All things that are possible are possible for me. All that is possible is possible for me. One more time. All that is possible is possible for me. And then the last one. I am strong. I am enough. I am wise. And I am tough. One more time. I am strong. I am enough. I am wise. And I am tough. <laughs>